Well, race fans, next on Getting Up to Speed is going to be another Canadian driver representing Wanick, B.C. It's Luke Didiak, and in 2022, Luke made his debut with the ISCS Week of Speed, a limited sprint deal in the state of Oregon and Washington, as well as his 410 sprint car debut, resulted in a seventh-place finish. He's here to talk about it all. Hello. I'm Ben Dethridge, and I'm the host of Getting Up to Speed. We talk to sprint car drivers from the Pacific Coast, whether they race in Oregon, Washington, California. If they run it, we're going to talk about it. Also branch out a little bit, as well as drivers that perhaps are from here that race elsewhere, or some drivers that come in and try and take some money from the West Coast. In these episodes, we talk about past experience, past seasons, as well as upcoming races, as well as how's the season going. We hope you enjoy these episodes. Be sure to hit the like button and subscribe. It really helps us out. And stay tuned for more and more content. Now let's get into the interview. Well, here is our next guest bringing us some international flavor from gorgeous and scenic Wanick, British Columbia, Canada. He drives the Dyer 9A Motorsports entry at Skagit Speedway primarily, Luke Didiak. Luke, welcome. I hope that uh, you've had a wonderful week. Really looking forward to this interview. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, let's start things off. Uh, We had not seen each other for some time, well, since COVID, really. And I ran into you a couple of times at Skagit Speedway and, you know, ISCS Speed Week with uh, the limiteds, the spec sprints, and one of the things that really stood out is, well, we, we live in Wanick now and I'm thinking, Oh, it's just like a, you know, like a, you know, just another part of Vancouver area, but it actually isn't. It's a little bit off the beaten path. Yeah. We, a couple of years ago, we moved out to Wanick here and it's an awesome neighborhood. we got a bunch of support from the community here for both, uh, in the neighborhood and, uh, for my racing that's awesome. Because originally, was it Vancouver proper, or was it like Conquitlam or something, or Richmond, where where you guys were originally from? Yeah, we uh, we were from Conquitlam originally and moved out basically another forty minutes away from Vancouver proper. We're kind of in the bush a little bit, but uh, <laughs> we love it out here. No doubt, country living. That's it. Yeah, and for folks that don't know, maybe listening, we're talking about Vancouver, BC, not Vancouver, Washington, not Vancouver Island. It's very easy to get the all the Vancouver's uh, mixed up. So uh, just to set the record straight, right from the get go, um, 2022 for you. It was a it was a interesting year for you because you uh, divvied up your schedule a little bit. Primarily was in the 360 sprint car ranks at Skagit Speedway. You finished uh, seven times among the top ten at Skagit, one at Grace Harbor Raceway in Elma, Washington in 12 feature starts, and then uh, did some spec sprint, some, some sportsman sprint uh, competition, uh, eight starts. You only finished outside the top 10 twice, six for uh, top fives and top tens, even cracked off two podiums, one of which was at your home track at Skagit, and a second place result at Sunset Speedway Park in Banks, Oregon. Uh, how would you rate, though, 2022 from your vantage point? Yeah, it was an awesome uh, breakthrough year for us here. It was uh, a little bit of everything. We raced a little bit of the 410. That was our first first time in the 410, basically, was this year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a bunch of the 360 racing. And uh, it was pretty awesome, the 360 racing this year. We made a couple dashes and uh, 
you know, winning heat races and running up front for a bunch of it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, and I- for that, for this, and for the sport, that was, uh, it basically just, uh, we were racing at Skagit one weekend and Bill Lemley come up to us and he really wanted us to go on that ISCS speed week. And I just, uh, didn't want to change my car over, you know, there wasn't, you know, we just didn't have the stuff to go on it. And then, uh, he, uh, came with Kelly Johnson, came up with Kelly Johnson and asked me to run his car and it was kind of just a last minute thing. We put it together and went on that speed week. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say a seventh place result for uh, a four ten start at Skagit, which, uh, which is a good result, good quality result for you guys. Yes. Talking about the ISCS speed week, which is the interstate sprint car series, um, a limited or sportsman sprint uh, series that was started up some years ago. How fun was that going to places? I know that it was a new team that you were working with, with the Johnson family, but to go to places that you'd raced before, did that give you a bit of an advantage you feel like? Yeah, we, the coolest part was like, uh, we went to all those same tracks that uh, we used to race with back in the day for the Northwest ASCS deal. It was, uh, all, all those awesome Oregon tracks that we hadn't been to in several years. There was the COVID got in there and that life just got busy. We couldn't do a bunch of traveling and it got to go down to all those awesome tracks again. And it was a bunch of help already been there one time or two times before in my life. And yeah, we had some decent success there. Yeah. Uh, Coos Bay Speedway, Cottage Grove Speedway, Sunset Speedway Park and Grays Harbor Raceway, uh, were, were the venues. And, uh, yeah, no, you, you seem to take to it like fish like a water, fish to water. And, you know, and there was some pretty tough competition there, too. Yeah, it was, uh, it felt like the whole week we were uh, chasing Jake Wheeler, but uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was fun, man. Like we uh, were up front every night and just kind of out of the box, just fast. We were qualified quick time a couple of times. And, you know, if it, basically those last two nights, I think uh, it was the Friday night at Elma we led a whole bunch of it and then had a motor issue and ended up, uh, blowing up the motor. And, uh, that's why we didn't finish. But, uh, other than that, it was pretty good. Did you feel like that was a big confidence booster for the rest of the year or a momentum swinger? Yeah, it's just, uh, everything started clicking together and started rolling together and, you know, just a bunch of laughs and race cars just really helped you know, you're just, especially when you're running up front, running with better people, mm-hmm. it's just a uh, big confidence booster. That's for sure. Yeah. And then rest of the year, you felt pretty good once you had that big, large stint, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. It's uh, when you're in the race car back to back every night, back to back, you just, uh, it becomes more like, uh, you know, like a job, you know, you just get in there and know what you got to do. You're driving to the next track, you're servicing the car, you're, just got everything going on. It's a, it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. When you go back to normal life, it's a little bit surreal. Like, wait, why, why am I not at a racetrack? Why am I not in a race car? That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely uh pretty fun. It's a fun deal. And then you meet so many cool people along the way, right? You need all different people that are experiencing the same, uh, the same thing. And I, I enjoy it. I'm looking forward to speed week this year. Like, I think we're going to do some of that 410 speed week that's coming up to dirt cup. Awesome. And then, uh, we're going to, and then we're going to plan on do some of that, uh, WSB 
speed week, the Oregon speed week too. That should be fun. At least the Northern ones, that's for sure. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Luke's talking about the Western sprint tour, the WST. They have two speed weeks, one in July, which is, uh, Starts at Grays Harbor, ends at Skagit, and then there's the Southern one. Starts at Cottage Grove and ends at Placerville, and they run Chico the night before. That's in August. Uh, that's going to be interesting how that play plans out. It's going to be great to see some teams bouncing back and forth. And uh, speaking of traveling, how tough was it? Um, you know, obviously you're right across the border. Like you're not leagues. You're not like in Edmonton, like leagues away from the U.S. Canadian border. But with all the restrictions and everything. And all the wild and craziness of, of COVID, how tough was it to to kind of basically sit out for a little bit? Well, it was hard, right? Because uh, during COVID, they had all that Thursday night thunder. So you're just sitting at home watching it, wishing sure. you were there. <laughs> and then uh, there was a couple big big races. There was a dirt cup we got to come down for. Mm-hmm. We had some help from ASCS. They uh, got us a letter saying we were essential to the race program. So we, we got to actually go across the border and uh, race down there for a dirt cup. Sure. That was a, that was a big help. Like it was fun just, just to be able to get out and race, you know what I mean? And for maybe some listeners in California, Midwest or the East coast, you know, some people in the Pacific Northwest may be able to relate because, you know, they know people, but how hard was that process to get, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to get across the border anyways, just uh, if you're coming to visit. Was it really tough? Like you had to have the triplicate written orders, like this is when I'm coming back, this is what I'm doing, all all that stuff? Yeah, basically, yeah, you had to dot your I's and cross your T's. Everything had to be set in stone. You had to have the proper paperwork. And, there, there was, and then the quarantine the quarantine time when you came home, that was a big problem too. You know, you're off of work and you're, you, you just, uh, it just, your one week trip turned, turned into two or three, you know? Sure. Sure. And there was no issues, I assume. No, we, uh, we were all good and we're just happy to be back to normal and basically get back to racing. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Outside of, you know, the Road to Dirt Cup, the WST Speed Week, uh, the northern version of it anyways. Uh, what else are you guys going to try and do this year? Are you going to stick close to Skagit? Are you guys going to try and run some stuff down south in the spring or in the fall? Have you guys formulated everything completely yet? We haven't really got everything in order yet, but the plan is just to race most, basically all the Skagit programs. So that's uh, 15 410 races. We've upgraded our 410 program. Nice. So we got a new motor for this year. And then uh, the, there's 10 360 shows there too. So basically there's 25 races right there, Yeah, not including those speed week races. And then uh, probably end of the year, we'll go down to Trophy Cup, run that. And then, uh, I don't know, just uh, we'll, we'll, if we get all our stuff in order before the year starts, we might go down to Chico or do one, do some of that. but. We just got to get the schedule in order. But the plan is right now to run all the schedules. And there's a whole bunch of races there. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And it's really cool. You know, we've had previous episodes where we talked to guys that have uh, ran. It was Trey Starks, one of them, who was the champion last year. But uh, bringing 410s back seemed like that that was never going to happen again. That was done. That was over with. You know, when the class was taken off as a weekly division, 
2000 after 2015 somewhere thereabouts and then and then to resurrect it not just resurrect it but you know uh you know decisively put it back together to where that it could successfully come back not just throw 25 races at it and then well we'll see who shows up you know they peter murphy and the whole team at skagit speedway did a marvelous job of of uh you know concentrating dirt cup weekend outlaw weekend and then a couple of standalone single night shows and and here you are you're going to be running the whole the whole uh deal which is which is going to be cool yeah we didn't really know what was going to happen when uh four tents came back to schedule we didn't know who, you know we didn't want to invest you know all the time and effort into our a 410 program but it seems like that's the way it's transitioning so we just gotta we're just building our program to suit gadget speedway basically and yeah and what was it like going out there for the first time running a full-blown 410 was it like a boyhood dream come true oh yeah man they're they're a different animal they're uh they're awesome fun to drive and it's it's basically yeah just fun man yeah i've yet to see a 410 at skagit so i'm hoping that this year i will have a chance to chance to see it i've uh went to silver dollar before with four tens and uh you know i think actually that was the last year they had them regularly then they went 360 after that and i was like i was just amazed i was like holy smokes i thought uh i i saw cars go fast and stuff and until then so um yeah i'm i'm if there's one thing i'm really looking forward to it's that and because uh, I don't get to see much 410 racing being in Oregon, but I think I saw more 410 racing last year than I have in my whole life. Well, no, I can't say that. Oh, let's just say I saw a lot of 410 racing last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're a different animal, man. They're uh, fun to watch, fun to fun to drive. Just uh, it's just the premier racing. 410 racing is uh, awesome. Sure. Yeah, I was I was getting a little, little off tangent there because I think I saw six four ten races between Hanford to Larry, the fastest four fastest days in motorsports, and uh, yeah, no, um, we were we were we were looking at going to that. It's just uh, it's just kind of travel wise. You kind of just gotta do a bunch of you know. There's a, there's a little bit of sitting around and you know a bunch of time out of your out of your day or out of your week. Sure. And then you're going back and forth through California, and that would have been it. Would have been cool to, to hit the, those four races, but yeah, it's just not in the plans for this year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, talking about your race team, and we were talking about this off air before uh, we began this interview. Dire Nine Eight Motorsports is in tribute of, of your late father-in-law, a great man whom we all dearly miss, Steve Dyer, and uh, and a big part of of you racing, right? Oh yeah. He's, he was my supporter from day one, basically in the whole sprint car scene. I, uh, Steve Dyer, we basically, I was racing at Agassiz Speedway up here in Canada. And, uh, I had, uh, was running a mini stock for a guy, uh, Ab, Bob Abney, Abney roof and he owned the car. And we were just racing one night and it rained out and Steve was there. And, uh, I got to talking to him and he, he was watching us race all night. And basically 
he asked me that night, he was like, uh, do you want to come drive a sprint car? And I, I, I kind of, I knew what pavement sprint cars were, but I, yeah. I didn't know what a dirt sprint car was. Never even been to a dirt track. And sure. I, was, I was like, uh, you know, me, young 18 year old kid. I was like, let's go, let's drive. I was like, <laughs> I'd love to, man. Yeah. So, uh, so then he's like, okay, meet me at High Mac Industries, which, which the company he owned to mm-hmm. meet you there Monday, 8 a.m. So basically, met him there shook his hand started working for him and that's how the whole deal started he went he was out of he was out of sprint cars for a couple of years there and then uh basically when we went and bought race car trailers sprint cars the whole nine yards and started racing he he did a bunch of traveling running around and he went back to knoxville in 08 went there with him mm-hmm. and uh Finally, he got to the point where he was like, okay, I'm done. This is all you now. Basically, threw me in a 360 sprint car. Yeah. <laughs> Never been in anything but a mini stock before. Mm-hmm. And uh, just threw me to the wolves, and the rest is history, man. We've just uh, been racing for so it's over 10 years now, 12 years or something like that. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't get ate by the wolves. That's the important part. <laughs> yeah. Or, exactly we uh yeah there's uh there were some ups and downs there for sure you know there was a there was a big transition getting up to speed but mm-hmm. i feel like now we're we're up to speed we're you know we we finally got some horsepower that was a big part of the deal we ne- we never really had uh the motors to compete before sure but now we finally got some horsepower and then you know once you got that horsepower you can qualify a little bit better and then you're running up front you're running with better people you're learning more and uh ever since then it's just you know getting way better yeah yeah well and what's really cool too is um i don't think a lot of people get to see this especially if they never go to skagit speedway but your trailer has a nice homage to steve with uh with photographs and and uh highlighting his career from you know kind of start to finish that's so and me as a person that just eats that stuff up with, with of history and all that it's just amazing and i just got to applaud you and you know your lovely wife lisa who's um steve's daughter that uh that is preserving preserving his uh his memory in such a wonderful and touching way yeah Lee, uh, steve always had all, all his garage was like that he he basically always told me, he's like, uh, I have all these pictures the back, uh, you know, stacks and stacks of pictures. And he's like, what are they doing in the desk drawer? Put them on the wall yeah. so everyone can see them, right? Yeah. So that's, uh, so basically that's what he's, he, his shop was. You'd, you'd go in there, it was a little, little, maybe not even 800 square foot shop. And there was pictures from the ceiling to floor on every wall of different experiences from 19... 19- 60 or 70 back at Langley Speedway all the way to present. And yeah. Lisa kind of took picked, picked and choose the best uh, pictures that she thought would relate to people around Skagit Speedway and sure. put them up on our trailer. And, and it's awesome to see everyone smile and talk about, you know, oh, remember that back in the day? Remember this? Remember that? And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Lisa's been such a huge supporter of you and making sure that your career is going because – I guess the easiest thing that could have happened when Steve passed away is you guys could have just like, well, you know, there's, 
there's kind of our driving force. You know, we can just call it a career, but you guys decided not to, and you know, uh, full steam ahead. Yeah, Lisa's uh, my number one supporter, man. She's got my back 100% on everything I want to do. She says, go for it. Kind of criticizes me sometimes if I don't do it right. But yeah. she, uh, <laughs> but she has uh, got my back and she, it's awesome, man. She's, uh, she's down for just living, keeping this legacy going. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And she reminds me so much of Steve. You know, like I was talking to her at, um, one of the functions that I think it was, uh, the pit party before the big modified race. And, uh, I will swear on, on many things that I, I thought I was talking to him for a second, just the voice and, you know, like the, the smile and the eyes, I was like, Oh man, you know, so it, it threw me off for a oh, second. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're the, they're the, they're the exact same people, man. They're, uh, they were two peas in a pod and two awesome people. Sure. Exactly. And then, you know, some people can look at like, oh man, I can't talk to that person because it reminds me, but it's also a gift. You know, um, some of my children are that way with, you know, with Steph, you know, like there's so many, there's times where it's like, oh my gosh, I thought I was talking to Stephanie for a second, but you know, I could, there's two options. You can get mad and be like, don't talk to me. You know, you just, you know, be irritable and stuff or be like, oh wow, I will forever remember for remember those little things, you know? Yeah, take it in and just uh, harness it, you know? It's pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, as far as, like, once the schedule's fully released, do you guys have a, a place that you're going to post that or publish it anywhere, uh, like a team page, or if you guys are looking at doing an apparel run of any sort, uh, is there a good way that people just, I guess, can follow Team News or anything of that good business? Yeah, it was just last year we uh, started a 9A Motorsports uh, Facebook page, so we'll okay. be posting all everything on there and, and apparel. We got to run a t-shirts coming this year. So sweet. We'll finally get some apparel going. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be really cool. And as far as, you know, I know you mentioned Lisa, but uh, any other people you want to send a shout out, you can, you can thank Lisa again, if you want. I mean, you know, score, <laughs> score some score, uh, score the free throws, right. Um, or any, any, oh, yeah. any sponsors that you want to give a shout out to. Yeah, well, actually, we got the pack trucking that come on board this year. Uh, Jeff Needham, he's a uh, he's our crew chief this year, and he's come on board. And uh, Richmond Engines, Richmond Engines has come on board this year, and he's he's a awesome guy, Jim Richmond. He uh, he's helped us a bunch on our motor side of things. And then uh, Pro West Motorsports and uh, Lodico Auto Parts, yeah, and Kench Brothers Racing. They, they've helped us for years you know those those kench brothers they've uh they're like family to me man those guys have uh they had my back since day one and uh basically followed you know just basically helped me out through this whole racing program for all these years same with danny bullock he he helps me out in the shop and you know at the racetrack too and if it weren't for these all these people around me there's no way we would have the success that we've had these last couple of years. Awesome. Well, we're really looking forward to seeing what 2023 brings and uh, hopefully be seeing you a lot this year in 2023. And I really appreciate you coming on and uh, doing this interview. 
Awesome. It was uh, nice talking to you, and I'm sure we'll see you a bunch this year. Absolutely. Hey, and if you do good, well, not just if you do good, we'll be checking in on you throughout the year, so we might have a little bit of a progress report. So That's awesome, Ben. So, all right. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this latest episode of Getting Up to Speed with me, Ben Dethridge. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope also that you hit the subscribe button and the like button as that really helps things out, spreads things out. Be sure and share as well on social media so that more people can listen to these great interviews and from these great drivers. Getting Up to Speed is a production of High Side Racing Promotions. For more information, you can check it all out on Facebook at High Side Promotions. <laughs>